Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzman. Today, I want to cover a topic that you're probably wondering, geez, Joe, I don't hear you talk about YouTube a whole lot. And, you know, when I talk about the five pillars that I believe are most important with content marketing, I believe that YouTube kind of covers a, a whole plethora of them. Love that word, by the way. Um, you know, I talk about blogging, I talk about podcasting, I talk about social media, and YouTube is kind of all those things. I understand it's very video oriented, but even if you have uh, audio programming, as I do with this podcast, you could see that you could get results even if you happen to follow a few uh, kind of pointers, I want to say. Now, I mean, the obvious is hopefully you have everything filled out and looking professional on your main YouTube channel. But today I want to talk about individual videos. And you just never know when you might strike gold with one of these. And I think the most obvious thing, it may not be the most obvious thing, actually, because if everyone did it, I think everyone would be successful on the platform. And, you know, YouTube is great for a lot of things. Let's put that out there first, because it's the largest video platform by far, obviously. It is also a very large search engine. And since Google or Alphabet or whatever the parent company is, since they're tied together, since they own it, it shows up high in Google search results as well. So if you're not already doing something with video, Video, I very much encourage you to do it. I mean, it's as simple as maybe even just grabbing something if you have a decent smartphone and, and shooting a small video, and there's even apps and stuff on your phone that you could edit with, all the way to high-end stuff like the Hollywood Studios or you know even myself using some kind of tools like that. I'm not quite up there with Pixar just yet, but I'm not really doing animation either. But there, you know, you know when something looks good and when something's clean and you know the cut, the beginning and the end and stuff like that. But that's not really what I'm getting at today. It's if you already have video and you feel like you're floundering out there, you're just kind of out to sea with no destination, these things are going to really help you. And it's the most obvious stuff that's sitting right under your nose that you may not be taking advantage of. And basically, when you go and upload a video to YouTube, you're going to have a title. You're going to have a description. And I mean, those are two of the biggest things that you need to type exactly what you need to type in there and make sure that it's hitting on what the video is about. Uh, particularly the title. Now, you know, we live in this world of everyone is go, 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 fast, 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 scroll on by, right? And so you got to make sure that you're not being deceptive by your title and saying something that may be untrue or may come off as like, as I like to say, the fake news or clickbait or anything like that. But at the same time, you may need something catchy enough to grab someone's attention. So you got to make sure it's on point and that it's also attention getting. But that's what your description is for. If you want to get into a little more detail, 
make sure your title is like boom, boom, boom. And don't try and do like two sentences as a title. If you can help it, don't use like ands or ors or things of that nature unless it's very specific because when you're when you're kind of doing two things at once in there or if you ask a question, which is one of the great ways to engage with people, sometimes you may not even get them to watch the video. They're just going to comment and answer, which is not what we really want when we share this to other platforms on social media. Now, keep in mind, people can also comment on your video, which is what makes YouTube kind of unique in the social media realm in that aspect. But your description is where you might want to get into a little bit more detail. You want to make sure you're using some of your industry jargon, uh, whatever is in your niche, and make sure that you're hitting on some of the keywords that people might be searching for. Now, that might seem very obvious to anyone and everyone, but not everybody's like writing. Some people write like incredibly detailed show notes, but you don't have to, you know, write out the entire transcript of something that you're talking about. You could very simply put in a description. And then one thing that I always do is I keep a file on the side that has all of my links, my contact information, and everything in a plain text file. And then that way, YouTube will hyperlink anything that is an actual link. So if you want to tell people that you're that you have a website that you have an email address, uh, that you're also somebody that you could find on social media. I'd put all of those links in YouTube because that's just, it's kind of closing the gap here where everything comes full circle with your SEO. And if somebody finds you on YouTube and they don't realize that you have all of these other platforms, they're going to think you're only a YouTuber. So you got to make sure you put it out there. Sometimes you have to smack people right over the head with it and be that obvious. It's just the way it is. Now, the description gives you uh, 5,000 characters, so you could write a lot more. I want to say uh, the title, yeah, the title's only 100 characters. So you have to be careful with that, too, because it's going to get chopped off uh, in some different platforms, different you know screen sizes and things of that nature. It could get truncated. So what you have to say, uh, get to the point. Make sure the important stuff is right up front because if you go da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then that next part, that next part may not show for whoever uh, gets to see it. You never know who that next person might be, too, because just even re recently, one of my uh, Instagram uh, pages, I just, I, I think I created this just a few months ago. It's a hobby that I have on the side where I play some like old video games. And I necessarily haven't really been pushing or marketing this. I have like no money behind it. It's all an organic thing. And just by using the proper uh, hashtags and having like a link in my profile and things of that nature, that has grown like exponentially. You just never know what's going to strike gold. And one or two of those most recent posts to that profile have doubled and tripled my followers. This is the same way this works with YouTube. You could put stuff on YouTube that gets absolutely zero views. I've I've done it, and then you could get stuff that gets thousands of views. You just never know what people are searching for and how competitive something is. There are tools for that. Those are things that I use on a professional level, and I may cover those in the near future. But today, this is more or less like how to stand out in that sea of people if somebody does happen to find you. And if you don't have like a good title, if you don't have like a description of what your programming is, then uh, or your video is, I should say, programming. That's like if you have a full blown channel, obviously. But if you don't have like those two basics, and you're going to get overlooked right away. But there are a few other things that are going to polish and make your videos really stand out. And I think the biggest one above all that has helped any channel that I've done with, you got to go and, and make some custom thumbnails for any of the videos that you do. 
sometimes the thumbnails that get picked out of YouTube automatically when you upload them, they give you like three. Sometimes they look good. Most of the time, it might be somebody with their mouth open like a Muppet. So you don't want to fall into that where it just doesn't, it doesn't look right. You know what I mean? This gives you an opportunity to, if you use a custom thumbnail, to put your title bigger Put it on an image. Get something that's a real striking, uh, catchy, eye-catching image. If you have anything that was inserted in your videos, such as B-roll, like a stock image. Um, if you have like a logo for your business. Maybe you even took some uh, photography of whatever was shot with the video. And you could take that still. And there's many of the image editing programs. Many I've covered before on the podcast or on the website. And you could actually type on there. And I know some people are going to be better at this than others. Even if you have to hire someone to make these graphics. Uh, make sure you make it. Make sure it's the video's size. Usually at least seven. 720p, which is 1280 by 720, I do believe. Uh, but if you find that out there, 720p, because that's the size of like a, a lot of the resolution of your computer monitors. Uh, that's uh, standard for video. Okay, that's like high definition video on the lowest end of the spectrum. It's not 1080 or 4K. And I don't want to throw all these terms out there, but it really means the width and the height of your image, and you want it to be the size of the video so it looks proper, it doesn't get like the black boxes around it and stuff and YouTube crops it and things of that nature. Because when you have that on there and it's very eye-catching and very appealing, it's another thing that's gonna get people to stop while they're scrolling and flicking their finger uh, you know, through YouTube or on the remote or their mouse, they're, they're just scrolling along. And it's it just, I'm telling you, overwhelmingly, uh, the success rate of something that has a custom thumbnail just trumps. There's not really a percentage. A lot of this is just, you know, even my personal experience with it. But you're giving yourself a greater chance at success if you do this. Now, there's some other things that you should be aware of, too. And YouTube keeps, you know, tinkering around with their studio where you upload. And, you know, uh, obviously you could make a video public right away, private, unlisted. If you if you want people to see it, it's obviously going to have to be public. You could schedule it in advance too. And there's also, you know, kind of the same routine. If you want to go back to one of my social media episodes on the days and times that I like, you're going to find when your audience watches as you put more in, uh, you know, time into watching your analytics and things of that nature. So you just don't throw it up, you know, unless Wednesday at like eight o'clock at night is a good time for you. And that's when you told people to spend specifically look for you, then that's fine. But otherwise, you know, be a little smart about how you use the scheduling feature as well. It also gives you an opportunity too, if you upload the video to add some things to it, such as cards and end screens. And when you're dealing with cards, more or less, a lot of the cards, they show up on mobile. Uh, so if you're using like the YouTube app or somebody has a mobile website, these things are going to pop up. And usually you can recommend other videos that you have created and try and get people to go over to that. You could also encourage people to subscribe. One thing you always hear me say is like, comment, and subscribe. I'm telling you, if any of you have young kids, that is all you hear on these little doll videos and things where you watch other kids play with toys. At the end, like, comment, and subscribe. And all of them, kind of almost scarily in a way, it, it's like, 
it's almost terrifying to think they're just like sheep and they go and they like comment and subscribe while you're planting the seed there. Okay. It's basically your call to action. So there's, there's never any harm. in what I like to say is begging or pandering for any likes, comments, or, or for getting people to subscribe to your channel. And that's always going to, that's only going to help you. That's that snowball. It's rolling downhill and continues to get bigger and bigger as it goes. So, uh, utilize cards. The end screen is the best way to make that pitch provided people make it all the way to the end of your video. So if you start rambling at the end, uh, as I have tendency to do, or if you have a closing that's always the same, sometimes people aren't just finishing like the entire thing, you know what I mean? And it's going to be a missed opportunity, but you still want it there because if they make it to the end of the video, it's going to pop up. It's going to have the subscribe thing. It might have a most recently viewed video. It depends. Uh, YouTube has several that are like templates that you can pick out that are automatically, they kind of does the work for you and then you just have to hit save or you could even do them custom so you move boxes and stuff around so it doesn't like you know obstruct uh, someone's face on on uh, the video on the screen so keep that in mind cards end screens very important stuff because that's how you get to build your channel and as you build your channel and you have your subscribers that's how you're going to get more views because you got to think that people that subscribe to you are interested in seeing more and as they see more, they may share it and then other people, and it's just infectious. You know what I mean? That's that amplification that I talk about with social media, very much the social aspect with Facebook. Now, another big one, and maybe the last one that should be obvious, well, next to the last one, let's go to playlists first, uh, just because I'm looking at it on the screen and the way they have the editors and stuff set up now, it's all in like one column and you can't really miss it. Um, playlists might seem like something that you're not necessarily getting involved in, but you're going to want, I think you should have one. And if you have certain topics and it's a regular feature, name it something that features your keyword and it's going to help people find you as well. Cause playlists also show up in search. So if you have like five videos about gardening, make a gardening playlist because it's going to be like how to plant carrots. I don't know. I think you could plant carrots, right? Uh, tomatoes. Okay, that's something safe. I know my mom still does that in her backyard. But you see what I mean. You get a few things that are there. You put it in a gardening playlist, and then people that are searching for gardening may find it under that other rather than how to plant tomatoes. Makes sense, right? They use the keyword for gardening. You have gardening in there. Now, where that ties in was where I was going to supersede here and talk about tags. A lot of people don't use tags and they don't use them effectively. I think what you want to go out and do is find some of your main keywords. You want to find keywords about like your business or your channel or whatever it is, the service or product that you offer. You also want a mix of tags as well. So you just don't want them to be just of like your name. If you've done everything else to this point correctly, as I talked about with titles, descriptions, and things like that, people are going to find you by name. It's going to be your channel name is probably your name, okay? Whatever your brand or business is. Uh, the same thing if you have it in your description, it's going to be there. So you only have so many characters that you could use for tags. You can only put so many tags in. And I think this is close to like 500 as well. So if we're talking about like tomatoes and carrots, put tomatoes and carrots in there. That might not be something that's on every single video that you do, but you should have a handful of them that you always use. There is no harm with just using your name if you have the space, but if you find that you have too many tags, you could get rid of your own business name out of the tags because it's going to be picked up SEO-wise anywhere else when the search engines crawl it, provided you have it in other places. Like I said, your channel name and your description, that's going to be there. Um, 
another thing that I like to do with tags is you want to look up anything that's like a current trend that relates to your video and put it in there. And you'd be surprised if you do that and or see what competitors are doing, even competitors' names, if it's relevant to what you're doing. Uh, you're not necessarily going to – if you're Coke and, and uh, you, let's say your Co- Coca-Cola is the king and you're Pepsi and you're competing with them, putting Coca-Cola in your tags doesn't doesn't necessarily guarantee that your Pepsi videos are going to get seen. Uh, but you know what? Putting in like soda, pop, yes, there are people, you know what, uh, I'm from Ohio, folks, we call it pop. Uh, so things like that, the, the lovely bubbly drink, you could even say that. That's probably more of a description. So the tags need to be something more specific that people actually search for. And the way you find that out is is type it into YouTube and see if it actually shows up when you search for it. And if there isn't a lot of stuff, if you go through the full search and there isn't a lot of stuff that falls under those specific tags... Well, then it's not really worth using. So this is something you're probably going to refine over a period of time and find exactly what best works for you. Uh, But you can't ignore tags. Now, those are all the basic features. And like I said, it's the stuff that should hit you right over the head when it comes to YouTube. But if you haven't gone into the Advanced tab ever... Usually you could set a lot of these features up in advance. It could be an overall channel setting or for new uploads. And that's like a category. And I mean, it all depends. Like, what are you involved in? Film and animation, auto and vehicles, music, sports, comedy, people and blogs, entertainment. So you want to put that in there too because it helps. It just helps you get seen. It helps your search. Video language, also important to put in something uh, when it comes to English. Uh, You could obviously put in your own subtitles if you have an enormous amount of time to do that but youtube will usually transcribe your stuff on your own uh unless you know you have that then great you could put it in there because there's also like caption certifications and things like that um especially if it's aired you know it it says here in the little bubble uh caption certification content that's aired on u.s television Maybe subject to FCC regulations uh, regarding closed captions. So provide a caption certification here if required. Most of us are not going to have to do that. We have not aired on television, uh, unfortunately. Comments and ratings, you could d- dictate whether or not you want to allow comments. Uh, usually, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't. But anything, like anything, the internet is like the Wild West. And you just never know who's going to be out there. Uh, users, you could allow them to view the ratings for a video. That's the thumbs up and thumbs down. And then uh, there's also like age restrictions. You could allow people to do embedding. Embedding is when somebody can get the code and paste it on their own website or blog that helps people get views so unless there's like something you have that's real proprietary and you don't want people doing that i would leave that uh, checked and then uh, of course you know the video contains paid promotion such as a paid product placement sponsorships or endorsement and uh, things of that uh, nature so just keep that in mind because there's different ad policies and things that YouTube adheres to. And you have to do that too or else you can get your hand slapped. They have this like three-strike system and then they'll just terminate your channel. And it can be kind of scary. So be careful when it comes to uh, anything that has to be sponsored. If you're that far along though on YouTube, then you're probably doing all of these things right anyways. And you know, I was going to say, why are you listening to me? But <laughs> thank you for listening. As I always say to all our listeners, I hope you found some of this information helpful. I mean, this is just the basics. This is when you go to upload a single video. And as you do this with each video, this is going to become, you know, this is going to become a habit. It's just going to be like riding a bike and you're going to do it for everything. And I think the most difficult thing out of this is just creating 
creating your own custom thumbnail. Uh, as I said, just find a graphics program. There's some online that I, I think there's even some that are like cloud-based or apps or things like that. Uh, Canva obviously always comes to mind, uh, and it's something that'll allow you to you know make something you know I don't want to say rudimentary, but it's going to allow someone with maybe some basic computer skills if it if this t- type of stuff kind of scares you away. It's going to allow. It's very easy for you to use. I guess is the best way to say it. So I don't want you to feel intimidated by it because you could still come uh, out of one of these programs producing something that looks uh, fairly professional and it's going to look a lot cleaner than, of course, like I said, the Muppet with its mouth open. You know, someone with their eyes closed, and you know, it almost reminds you of the one commercial. I think it was like the camera phone or whatever that uh, allows you. Um, the smartphone that takes like different snippets so you don't catch someone with their eyes closed or mouth open. <laughs> this allows you to get around that. And of course, like I said, you could add type and text and stuff like that to it and just help it uh, stand out better from all of those other videos that are out there on YouTube. So folks, uh, that'll do it for today's program. Once again, I... Uh, thank you for everyone for supporting the show. Send me your questions and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. There it is. My name's Joe Kuzma, and as always, I encourage my listeners out there to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi, folks. This is Joe Kuzma. <laughs> no, don't worry. You're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A.com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider, so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support, and I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.